Six pack lap it up. Paul Marin's in, and sir, we are back. The band is back together. Yeah, after a couple weeks hiatus for some unknown small reason. Say, I, it was a it's small local meet. Yeah, I had to check out for a hot minute. Um, I belted off two podcasts when I was there. I got the Jezza man. I saw you will never get. We've been trying to get Jezza for how long? Are we trying to get Jezza. The dude is on an island with ten thousand people. They have Wi-Fi three times a year. Um, the guy doesn't speak the greatest English, and fucking getting Jezza has been so difficult. I would ask him, "You want to come on the podcast?" He would message me his bio. I'm like, "My man, like I, I can't, I'm not gonna write, read that off on the podcast. Like I want you on." He's like, "I don't speak English. I don't know people who speak English." So that's a huge thing to be able to get Jezza, and it's only gonna happen right on the spot. The guy literally won the world championships. And two minutes later, I'm in his face with like a lineup of people asking for autographs and pictures. Well, not autographs. People don't do it anymore. But pictures. Yep. And I'm like, can I do an interview right now? And he's like, let's go, my man. And, and up we went. And uh, I got Jezza for like half hour or whatever. So that was a pretty cool podcast. Belted that off. Then got Jason Tremblay, Mike T. Did a quick recap. And um, man, it was, a, it was a dramatic world. We had some, we had it, some shit. It had some stuff go down. We had some shit. We had some, like, Ray Williams bomb. Maria T come from behind victory. Um, we, we had, we, like, Russ beating One, Brett. I was going to say Russ beating Brett. Battle of the 72s. Battle of the 72s, which was uber stacked. Uh, back forth battle of the 84s, right up to the last dead. Um, yeah. And, and then, so then that rivalry is continuing on as well because now they're 1-1? One one? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. So we need a rubber match. Correct. Um, Which I believe it looks like it's going to happen at Ron Nats. Yeah. So that's a good one, too. We have a rivalry there. Um, 74, damn, Taylor Atwood. Just decimating. I was going to say, yeah, Taylor Atwood kind of uh, stole the show for a certain... Well, he beat everybody. Yeah. He was the best lifter in the world. Like, nobody in the whole world could come across. Just beat everybody, but yeah. how bad he decimated the rest of the 74s. Uh, yeah, I mean... It wasn't... Kajal did not have a good day. And that's too bad. It's too bad, but... It, like, he wasn't going to win. No. But, because, um, like, the day that would have was just... Nobody in any weight class was going to beat him, like, on IPF points or whatever. Like, he's, he just... It was insane what he put forth. Still, I would have liked Kajel to have been able to, get, like, make a push. Yeah. So, um, he didn't have the greatest of days. And he was saying, you know, you could tell. After squats, he had a tough squat. And he's like, man, it was not the greatest of days. Fuck it. He did his best. He showed up, went out on the shield. And, and even the lead up to it, you know, he's trying to bring some heat, you know, making a showdown as best he could. And I respect that. Um, but he walked in there. It clearly, his total went down. Uh, it wasn't the greatest. That's how it happens in sports, man. Yeah, it happens. He, he did his best. He wanted to give him a show. Um, still got a silver. I mean, took a silver at the, in, a, in a 74 kilo class. Our, our man's um, Charles Apoco. 66 kilo, won the rematch yep. with um, Mr. Uh, Gladkick, Mr. Perfect. And really, 66, if he stays there, I can't see anybody beating. Now, I say that. People come out of nowhere say, powerlifting. I mean, yeah, nobody on the foreseeable future anyways. On it's, the horizon. Currently. Yeah, I don't see anyone on the horizon. People pop up out of the horizon. But damn, man, Charles had a phenomenal day. If he moves, would he move to 74? He's jacked as shit right now, 66. He already cuts a fair bit to get to 66, if I remember from our conversation with him. So 
I don't know. I don't see him going to 74. I don't see a reason for him to go to 74 at this point. Because Taylor's thinking 83 at some point, but who knows? But Taylor goes up to 83. Who knows? Now, can you imagine Taylor and Russell and Brett? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but Taylor's total at 74 would have put him on the podium in 73. Or 83. Well, when did it? I think he was just off the podium. Just off? 790.5. And I think podium, uh, what the bronze was 790-something in there. I think just off the podium, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's right there. Yeah. And, and he's still 74. Any given day, he's right up in the mix. But uh, what, what surprised me is the amount of Europeans. I took a lot of flack. You weren't there. I was there. So when they see, and they're like, you're coming up a little short with these... With the picks with the Europeans, man. Feel a little light with the amount of Europeans and some of your picks. At the very least, not in the picks, but mentions. So I had some people who be like, hey, man, I think you're overlooking so-and-so and so-and-so. And they're sure as shit, as it unfolded, there was some big-time Europeans in the mix. Obviously, 63-kilo class, Gara, from Italy. And I want to try to get her on there on the podcast. My man, she speaks yep. not very little English. I came up there and said, congratulations, hey man, that was awesome, tried to talk to him, he had to later, later. And I'm like, I didn't, wasn't, I was saying congratulations. She didn't know what I was talking about, end of the day. But, um, so we need to find, you gotta find somebody who speaks Italian. By Italian I, friend. You're I, in Rome, in the community. <laughs> I, not from we to you, you search a little Italy. Again, I am being stereotyped. Do you, you must have, you must know somebody who speaks Italian, no, no? Yeah, I've got a few people that I could probably... <laughs> it paid fair, you. Fair it enough. It paid you. And, and you must make a killer spaghetti, no? Well, that <laughs> that's a given. It, it paid you to My do Nona would have been upset had I not yeah, been well, able to carry on our national... That's that's fair. That's fair. But we have to get... Our family recipe. We have to get um, Gara on here because, damn. She, she had actually missed her last bench. And um, it would have been seven and a half more kilo on a total. And she had hit that previously. She was capable of. But she missed her last bench. Like any given day, her total is just phenomenal, and she's twenty five. I don't know where these people come out of. Just well, apparently out of Italy. I was gonna but, say Italy. But out like just like people, when we say about in the horizon, you you don't see some of these people. They they pop up in certain registering totals where it's like holy smokes. Yeah, I know. As we've mentioned this in the past, like the sport's growing way, t- not way too quickly, but it's growing so quick that you can't keep track of everybody that's coming up anymore. Scouting reports are difficult. Yeah. Matt Gary seen her coming, but oh, fuck me. But we're not on Matt Gary. Yeah, and that was at the last minute. He's like, I just got, I just got word of this. I just looked into it, and I just got that her most recent total is the biggest. It's, it's an unofficial IPF world record. Nobody's ever totaled it before. She has that kind of day. Sam's gonna have to load some serious, serious weight. Sam, true to form, said, "I don't give a shit." And when she was on the podcast, she's like, "No matter what, we're loading for the win. Not, it's not gonna be like Calgary again." Yeah. We load for the win. Now, Sam didn't have to risk her silver, um, and they loaded for the win. So, of course, you're going to. But I got a feeling, even if the silver medal was at stake, Sam would be like, I got news for you. I got a silver medal. I got world records. I got all types of shit. We load for the win. Yeah. (laughs) You know? She would have been very difficult to talk out of that, and rightfully so. But it's, it's crazy how just like... After Calgary, I was so sure Sam was next. And people pop up. And, and I, like, Sam's not staying still herself. And, and they're. No, knowing Sam, this is going to light a little bit of a fire. 100%. Up. They're within 10 kilo. Yeah. Whenever you're within 10 kilo. But right underneath Sam, uh, like, the 
from, from France, we have like the, the, the French team were also surprised, which historically speaking, the French nation isn't necessarily, you know, the, you know, a powerlifting heavy team in terms of belting off world champions, etc. They had like people meddling in all different types of sessions as well. Um, the Europeans brought it, man. So we got it for sure. Previews of the Europeans and post-Europeans. If, just so everybody, you don't want to be, A, everyone deserves their, their, their shine and their credit. And credit due. Yeah. Right? So you deserve to get your moment and have and, and get a little light. And I think people listen to podcasts so that you're familiar with everybody and, and, and get acquainted. B, when the world rolls around, it's not a good look where it's like, why the shit have we not heard about these people before? They didn't pop out totally out of nowhere. If they were at the Europeans, we should have heard about it. And um, that's fair enough. I would say that's fair enough. So I mean, for you. Me, I'm just doing this part-time. <laughs> well, yes. sort of. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. So in the warm-up room, people were like, hey, bro. Exactly. Hey, bro, you're coming up a little light in terms of some of these European picks but in European coverage. But um, 100%. So I would, I, we're already in the process of like booking some of the people from Europe. But um, if you for real could get an Italian, I would love to have Gara on here and ask her. Um, and, and a bunch of these, we got Jezza. There's, there's some tough to get people that we've been belting off. And then eventually we'll get uh, Matt Gary on as well. And um, talk about the Ray Williams situation. Ray already spoke on it. And everybody pretty much already knows he was sick. Came in there 36 hours ahead of time. Super duper sick. Lost a whole hell of a lot of weight. And, um, and it is what it is. Yeah. But it's, unfor- um, it's unfortunate. Nobody wants to see that. And it happens though, man. It, it happens. happens to everybody. If you keep showing up, that's why it's so crazy that it's never happened. Like Kimberly Walford, that's what makes Kimberly Walford so staggeringly hard to wrap your head around. She never, she never loses. Not even has a bad day. You never bomb. You never lose. Not even. And I no. say lose. When I say lose, I mean silver at worlds. That's a loss. That's not even a loss. That's not even taking an L. I took an L last week. No, you didn't. You got a silver medal at Worlds. That's not an L. You don't even come silver ever? Ever. No. She's another... She's a completely different breed. And... It's insane what she's done. The people who were on top when she first was on top, it's like a total different... Like, the, the amount of people different because the, we just... We, we speak it all the time. The, the uh, exponential growth of the sport is phenomenal. And for her, just like... You just grow with it. I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm not leaving the top. I'm not going to knock off my perch. Yeah, you're talking about rising to the occasion, no matter what the occasion is. It just, just there's nobody better in the sport. Yeah, that's why I think, like in terms of dynasty, in terms of the resume, it's phenomenal. But um, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. But I, I would love to have her back on as well and ask her about the seventy-four or uh, seventy-two kilo battle and um, what she was thinking leading into it. Um, because I, I, I picked our girl Jessica Bittner. She came close, had a silver medal. In any given year, that could have been good enough. Her yep. total, not when Kimberly's back. Not when Kimberly's on her A game. And Kimberly, Kimberly had to be on her A game to beat her, and she was. There'll be. A, I want to have Bittner on here as well. Ask, are you going to be moving up to eighty four? Are you going to stay in a seventy two? What's the deal? Because her cut is tough. I seen her in the warm up room. Everyone's oh, making she fun. She cuts a lot. Everyone's making fun of me. How much bigger than me she looked, and she's she, not bigger than me. I'm an eighty three kilo man. But I will admit, I was sh- fucking shocked how big she was walking around. Like, yeah. she's jacked. I was with, the same day I took a picture with Brett, I took a picture with um, Jessica, and everybody's talking about how big Jessica looked. 
Like she is jacked. She's one of those once-in-a-lifetime athletes. When you see her in real life, you're like, okay, I get it. There's levels to this game. Yeah. Like you're you're an A-level athlete. You see her walking around amongst some of these other girls, and you're like, you guys are human, and I don't know what the shit. She's like a genetic experiment. Like she is absolutely next level. So uh, and she's young as shit. She's early twenties. Yep. Yeah. First year in open. So if she could, and yeah, and she's she won the juniors twice over. If she could stay as a 72, I say if because she's, she's jacked. It's a tough cut. Because the, the jump to 84 is, is 12 kilos ridiculous. 12 but kilos. But at the same time, the cut doesn't seem to affect her very much. Like the numbers that she hits in meat are the same as that she's hitting it's in training. It's Yeah. Yeah, well, her squat went down a little. A little. And she gets stronger the more she's allowed to hydrate. Her squat was a little lower, but that's okay. But yeah, I'm interested. I want to know which direction she's going. Because 14, or sorry, 12 kilo jump, those girls, it's a whole nother fucking ball game. Yeah. 12 kilo is just an insane jump. In yeah, it puts her, well, I mean, it puts her with Mello and Lawrence, and that's can just, you, like, that's... You, can you imagine putting 12 kilo body weight on her? How would she do that? Well. She's jacked as fuck. 12 yeah, kilo, though? If she stops cutting water, she's not 12 kilo. It's insane. Yeah, this isn't a Charlie Dixon situation. And those, and those girls are cutting for 80, 84. They cut for 84. So put 12 kilo. Oh, and by the way, put another 4 kilo. So we're talking 16 kilo jump? That's a fucking big... That's the, that's the biggest ask. Yeah, that's where might be, that might be something that she's not even willing to do. Some people just aren't willing to put on that extra size. It might not be something you can do. I got news. Yeah, well, that's a fair point too. 16 kilo, you might not even recognize her. Uh, a couple kilos can be quality, and then we're going to have to just straight up, God knows, you're eating like a sumo wrestler to get up to 16 kilo? I should put on 16 kilo. <laughs> but man, see, imagine what you put on 16 kilo without do to you. It's a whole other ball game, man. If you're not naturally that framed, it's, it's tough to force the frame on. But, um, but again, you keep lifting weights and the cut gets harder and harder, especially she's 24 now. By the time she's 30, how jacked and muscular is she going to be? She might just have to be a small 84-kilo woman. Yep. I don't know how competitive yeah, she you are. Yeah, she might have to pull the, uh, the Mr. Deadlift. Yeah, maybe. Who, by the way, had a fucking ridiculous deadlift. Beltless. Beltless. Um, out-deadlifted Killer Woolham in, in, in terms of uh, they're in the same weight class. So he would have yeah. took that. But it's, it wasn't in a three-lift. Also true. But I'm sure with a belt on after he squatted bench. It's, it's ridiculous. He might be the best deadlifter we have in the world right now. I put the question out there on King of the Lifts. I think the majority is still saying yes right now. And I know one person that would agree with that because I remember somebody actually just mentioned this and that was uh, Sebastian Orb. And what did he say? He said that the best deadlifter pound for pound out there is Mr. Deadlift. Brzebecki? Yeah. He might be. And here's another thing. Did you see uh, Julius Maddox's Bench attempt for the world record. Seven forty attempt. He hit seven twenty three. Yep. Smashed it. Tried seven forty. What is that in kilo? Uh, it's on King of the List too. But um, he got it right up to lockout. It's as yeah, it's as close as I've ever seen a bench go before losing it. I thought he had it for sure. I thought he did for sure as well. Three thirty five. 335. I think 335.5 maybe. Yeah. Um, kilo. And he had a rate at lockout. 
Is it a sure bet this man breaks the bench world record in 2019? I, I mean, personally, I would say, yeah, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, I think so, too. Just barring an injury or something like that, because you never know when you're moving that much weight on bench, especially. Yeah. Like, that's an unheard of amount. But and we, <clears throat> I remember when we had him on the podcast, and we were hyping him as the next, and saying, I remember saying, first off, we gave him bench of the year for 2018, and people were like, what about Kirill? Kirill competed once and hit 660, 300 kilo yeah. on his bench. Kirill's basically retired for the most part. But even then, I was like, I posed the question, will he beat Kirill's? And people were like, that's a long way. That's a long way. He hit 700. People were excited. I'm like, could he do it? People were like, ah, that's 317 and a half, 318 kilo. Uh, that's still like over 20 kilo there. I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah. And um, inside joke between I'm, we can laugh at it now, yeah, because right? Caffrey did okay. Yeah, he finally got it. But um, good, on, good on that guy. Good on that guy. But people are like that's too far. I don't know. We're, we're getting a little early. I don't think we're early anymore. This dude, it's almost a Sherlock. I'm gonna go on the record right now and say I guarantee he breaks the world record 2019. What do you think? No, I would say that's his next competition. He's hitting that. You think so? Yeah. I think probably the next one as well. He had it right. Freaking there. I could, honestly, the way things moved, I could see him open up at, <clears throat> sorry, what was it, 723? Yeah. Yeah, I could see him opening up at, around there and going for it on a second attempt. If he wants to chip that record, just yeah. to keep chipping the record and then go. Yeah. But if you get too close, it's like benching the same thing over and over. No, I mean, I could see him hitting 740 as a second with the way that moved. Yeah. yeah. And then possibly going from there somewhere. Yeah, to open up. Yeah. So if he misses, he's got two kicks at it. Exactly. If he hits it, let's, let's, let's smash past it even more. Um, I'd like to have him on again as well because he has an absolute phenomenal story and he's just murdering the game right now. But anyways, we got Marie T. With no further ado, let's get Canada's first ever Open Classic World Champion, Marie T. on the line. Six-pack Lapidat and I have Paul Marinzan. And today, we have Canada's first ever Women's <laughs> World Champion, Maria T. Maria, how you doing? I'm good. We have to say classic because some people get pissed out about it. Ah, uh, okay. And open. Well, the thing is, and open. <laughs> Gotta give and it credit. Open. The thing is, <laughs> I don't think we ever have had anybody on. Oh, no, we had Blaine Sumner from the Equipped. But yeah. we're very much focused on classic. Yeah, exactly. In North America, most of us are. Who's, who was world champion um, in the Equipped before? Do you know? Um... I'm not sure. Uh, Joy Bird, I think, from here, back in like um, a long time ago. I can't remember. Like, <clears throat> like the 1920s? <laughs> uh, something like that. Uh, I think probably 2000, maybe. Oh, shit. That's a long uh, time yeah. ago. <laughs> Wowzers. But, um, okay, so first classic open women's, because in North America, classic's definitely the biggest. But... Yes. Europe yes. is still big. Have you, you've only ever done classic, right? Yes. Never equipped, no. And how long have you been powerlifting? Uh, about six years, I think. It's been six years? Yeah. Because I, I remember when you first were coming up. And um, you're, you, in the 57 kilo class, it was between you and uh, Jessica Benedetto? Yeah. Yes. And you guys yeah. early on were tight, neck and neck tight. Yeah, yeah. She, she beat me uh, two years in a row in national. 
Um, well, my first national was uh, 2015, I think. And I was supposed to compete at 52 class, but uh, I didn't make way, so I competed in 57. And she beat me. And then the following year, uh, national in Newfoundland, she beat me again. And yeah, and then after that, I was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> Time to up the game. I think yeah. after that, it was the Commonwealth Games. You beat her, right? Yes. And then yes. it's ever since you've been pouring on the kilos and, and dash that, as they say. Yes. Because yeah. uh, I remember, and early goings, when you first started powerlifting, who was doing your coaching and training? How did you get into powerlifting, by the way? Um, <clears throat> Nick was always doing my uh, program. Uh, I, I used to do bodybuilding like way before I started uh, powerlifting. I did bodybuilding for three years, well, bikini, <laughs> and yes. then I switched it to figure. And after that, two weeks after I switched it to uh, figure, I competed in the local show and win the overall. And I posted a video on my squad, and someone commented on it and said that, oh, you know, you should be squatting heavy, blah, 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 stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to squat heavy. And I signed up for um, powerlifting me. I did it. I competed at uh, 52 kilo, squatted like uh, 240, something like that, and then lifted like 270, I believe, 270, 275. Yeah. Yeah. So I came a long way. Yeah, to (laughs) say the least. Did you do like a lot of squatting, benching, and deadlifting when you're doing like physique and bikini? I did, yes, yes. I I remember my first uh, powerlifting meet, I passed squatting my squat. Because I didn't train for it, and I thought that they had to tell me to come back up. Oh, so I was waiting there, and I was oh. like, okay, I guess I'll come back up. So, so clearly you opened low then. Hopefully. Yeah. You know you know what? I swear to God, I shit you not, at the IPF Worlds, um, you see some crazy things. In like the Master 3, some lady squatted down, like was pausing. And then yeah. looked over to the ref, and I'm commentating, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I think she's waiting for an up command. And I'm like, yeah. can somebody please tell this 67-year-old lady to come up with it? I don't know how long she's going to stay down there. How do you get to Worlds without actually, at that point, knowing? Well, here's the thing. When you're like 175 years old, uh, making it to Worlds, you might have had no competition like in terms of opposition. That's So you might have like But you had one, to at least done one meet. One meet. You would know. Ah, you would maybe. Ah. Unless she's literally paused all three squat attempts leading probably, up to that moment. Probably. Yeah. had a coach on the sidelines yeah. being like, up. But uh, you see all types of funky stuff. But, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so you were always deadlifting, squatting, benching. And how, like, form-wise, was it the same? Like, what was the difference in technique when you were a bodybuilder? Um, I, uh, when I did a bodybuilding, I'd be, like, do only, like, high bar squatting and conventional deadlifting that's it but um you know something deadlift was uh, one of my uh weakest uh, when i first started it was always weaker than my uh, my squad and who know i would like better at the deadlift and won a like a championship with a deadlift right you're, 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 but um <laughs> i uh, i was doing conventional when i first started and i hurt my back and it sent me back for like three months I couldn't squat or do any movement at all. It was so bad that, and after that, I was like terrified of deadlifting. And in 2006, 17, I think, 16 or 17, I can't remember, in Texas, 
Yeah. I uh, bomb on deadlift. And, and let's talk so, about that yeah. for a second. So, because um, what happened there? The the background story. What, what's the background story of 2016 Texas? Did you cut a lot of weight, and did you have an injury as on top of that? And you know something? I uh, it was a, a big cut. It was just like you know normal cut, and. Uh, got to Texas, I was doing stuff that I'm not supposed to do, walking around in the heat and stuff like that. So my body holding like more water than it's supposed to be. The morning of the competition, I, um, uh, my body went, was like 57 and 50, something like that, and I couldn't get it out. So my room that I was staying, it doesn't have a bathtub, so I had to go over to Ryan and Ryan's bathroom, like, 5 a.m. in the morning, it's hard to get like my water out. And when I like warming up, everything feel like you know when you do like a like last minute cut, it just everything feel awful. Like I don't like that cut. So squat feel fine, bench feel fine, deadlift it was fine. Like it was hard, but like it was not far. But one thing I learned was like you know communication. I thought that oh it's something that I can do for three, so it's no problem, right? But at the day of the competition, anything can happen. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So I did my first attempt, conventional, second attempt, conventional, get it off the floor. Third attempt, I switched to sumo, get it like past my knee and couldn't lock it. And I was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. And, and yeah. to make it, you had broken a world record in the squat, did you not? I did, yeah. I did that day. And yeah. what, what was upsetting, I remember, um, Cause like full disclosure, I'm Canadian. For anyone listening, yeah. obviously. So I knew you broke a world record. I'm like, son of a bitch, she's got to yeah. get one in because you lose a record if you don't. Yeah. All yeah. well that ends well. I mean, look at how the story ends now. No biggie. Yeah. yeah. But you don't know that at the time. At the time, you yeah. think this could have been my only shot, and it's like, yeah. holy sugar, all that gone. How bad? Mm. In terms of like, this is a total contrast of what you were feeling um, coming back after just pulling for the win. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah. how was it when you went back afterwards knowing like, holy shit, I just lost that squat world record. And like, you know, how tough was that? Um, you know something? I, I, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, you know, I'm going to focus on like my next me and try to fix what I did wrong and uh, um, focus on the future. But after that, to be honest with you, even though now, like going into deadlift, it's always uh, scars me. It's like a, something inside of me that like always tell me, okay, you bomb on the deadlift. Really? Yo, really? It's, it's still one of those things. Yeah. I remember um, I had a high school teacher. He was like um, Ted, Bu- or not Ted Bundy, Al Bundy was, from uh, Married with Children. He was telling me, yeah, he, me he, Ted. he played like three games in the CFL, Canadian football. And um, he said, <clears throat> To this day, he was like 55. He's like, yes, yeah. I, I still wake up at night about this one touch. I was in the end zone. Quarterback threw it to me. It's the yeah. one fucking time I, I would have been stayed on the team and I fumbled the ball and missed it. And he's like, still oh, yeah. rattles me to this day. So, like, I know what you mean where sometimes if it's impactful, if it means yeah. a lot and, you know, everyone's watching top of the game, yeah. it rattles you, which is ironic that we come down to the situation we did um, yeah. for you to win the world in Sweden. Yeah. Which is... Uh, it's, uh, it's almost like a PTSD, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when I missed my sec- my second uh, deadly, I was like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. here we go again. Here we- anyway, here- but third deadly, I go up. Um, 
uh, coach uh, Jeff Bird, our team coach, he um, wrapped my wrist and um, uh, met um, just the reason. He came up and he was like, you want to be a world champion? At like one. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, here's, let, let, let's back the story up and tell this because um, walking into Helsingborg, Sweden, Meg Scanlon, I don't know, if, do you follow Meg Scanlon on Instagram? And did you see what she was doing on Instagram in her training leading up to the Worlds? Or did you no, decide I not didn't. to? I didn't. Uh, I didn't focus on anyone but myself. This is like the best prep I've ever done that like I feel, my body feels great. My body was, my body weight was on point. Like, you know, I was doing like body building style, like training my diet and uh, my cardio and stuff like that. So everything like really well. And I see like here and there on Instagram, people are talking about her squat. And I was like, I can't control what other people do. Yeah. I can only control what I can do. And I know that for my squat and bench, I just have to add like one kilo at a time. And then I know I can pull something big, right? But then when I missed my second deadly, I was like, like seriously? Did you did you see in the squat? So this when I was commentating, okay. Um, and I knew you and Jessica Bittner would be the the two biggest favorites for, for Canada to get a gold yeah. in terms of the mm -hmm. women's, and um, or probably overall women's or men's, yeah, because probably closest beyond that maybe our closest, but yeah, whatever. would have been our closest, but. yeah. So. Um, in the squats, she opened, if I'm not mistaken, did she not open with a world record attempt? Yes, she did, yeah. And then um, bench press, did she not also break a world record bench? She did, yeah. Yeah, she did bench, uh, yeah, work uh, 115 something. And then, so yeah. walking into deadlifts, it was like, you're watching him like, okay, Maria's close, but she needs to start pulling and pull big. Yeah. And when you guys both opened... And then on the second attempts, just for anyone listening, you had 190 on the bar, and um, you you missed 190, and it looked like strength. Like, in terms yeah. of technical, you know, oh, there's a wobble at the top or something technical. No, it looked like strength. Yeah. So when I was yeah. commentating, I'm like, oh, man. It looks like you were like, you got your opener, but to press for that world title it looked like you're going to be settling for silver, maybe start yeah. looking back and defend your silver medal. And then Meg, mm -hmm. Meg hits her deadlift, and it's like, oh, shit. So now yeah. she's added more kilos. Then the third attempts come, and we're in the booth, and I have a producer with me and a co-commentary. Co and I look up, and I see, oh, shit, Maria increased seven and a half kilos regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, knowing Megan hit hers and you missed your, your seconds, I was like, holy freaking smoke. So uh, I think Megan missed her third, but most people were thinking probably wouldn't need it because you had missed 190 on strength yeah. and then gone up seven and a half. And usually as a commentator, I say, um, if it's something technical, you could change technical. Yeah. If, there's yeah. Some, if it's strength, you're not going to get stronger in five minutes. Mm -hmm. and really not the case though. But, so this, yeah. this is what I want to ask you. So, you went back there, missed 190, and you up it to 197 anyways. The American team is probably feeling uber confident that, that they got the gold wrapped around. And as a commentator, I'm like, oh, well, shit. I'm prepping myself for, you're going to come out, tug on the bar. Hey, fuck, hey, I gave it a shot. What can I do? And, and wait to yeah. the crowd. And everybody claps. When you actually did, did go back there, I just want to get a vibe 
with the Canadian team. Were you guys like basically like, I don't get, we're loading the bar and not just loading the bar, tug on it and be like, hey, we gave it a shot. You walked out there like you never missed your second. So uh, there is one thing that we did that uh, I've never done before. I had a baby powder on my legs and my grips are pretty narrow, right? So when I pull on my second attempt, I have uh, I feel the baby powder go off my legs, and I think it's like letting my grip go or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, when I went back to second one, the after the second attempt, I asked uh, one of the guys from uh, Ireland, uh, Luis. I asked him. I said, "Can you wipe out this baby powder off my leg? Because uh, I don't need them." And they were, I, I overhear them talking, like, arguing about uh, they're going to put it on, not putting it. And I was like, just put it. <laughs> and uh, um, before we went up, uh, um, they asked me if I wanted, Kevin asked me if I wanted um, ammonium. No straw. I was like, no, I need to be, like, chill and, like, focus. Because I really need to, like, sometimes, like, when I'm, like, a drainer kick in, I, I make like a rational decision, like, you know, I just like aggre- too aggressive. So I went up, I wasn't like too aggressive, but I wasn't sure if I will get it. But as soon as I, it came off, I was I'm not letting go this way. <laughs> I'm not letting it go until I lock it out. It, it was, you could see your jaw tightening and all the veins in your head. And yeah. you're like, son yeah. of a bitch. And this yeah. thing was, as soon as it got to the knees, the lockout looked like... I remember watching it in real time. If anyone who had missed it, if I could walk him in, this was the ultimate Hail Mary pass. This was the ultimate I'm behind, and there's 99% chance Megan Scanlon's the champion. And if everyone in the room was like, you got a million dollars to bet, which way you betting? Everybody's yeah. going to Megan Scanlon. Yeah. It... It is. It was one of those sports moments where uh, doesn't matter what nation you're from. It was insane. It like by all logic, yeah. usually you just don't get stronger and be able to gut it out like that. But no. only when sports, when you're like you see, this is for everything. Do you want to be yeah. a world champion? You're one deadlift away from being a world champion. Yeah. And then it's all, all coming sudden, down to like how bad I wanted it. I want it so bad. I'm so sick and tired of coming like second and third every year and bombing out at world. So I'm like, you know what? This is my year. This is it. I'm not letting this back go. I'll hold it for like a minute. Your your fight to lock your shoulders back felt like for me commenting it took like 30 seconds. I don't know how long it probably felt for you. Probably felt like forever because you were forever. like, son of a bitch. Yeah. I just got to get the shoulders back. And I was like, oh my God. And like You could literally see it coming up almost in parts, like chapters, like phases. Yeah. And then the shoulders go back. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this just happened. Yeah. Now, when you actually did hit it, what was it a holy shit moment? Like, did you realize I'm a fucking world champion? No, I uh, right after I hit that deadlift, I had an asthma attack, <laughs> and then the, um, Jeff Bob picked me up and spit me around, and then I have like a penny attack, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> you re- it dawned on you then? What? It, it like hit you then that you're a world champion. Like, when did you realize, "Holy shit, I'm a world champion"? Not until they picked me up because I was like, I was like, "Am I gonna get red or white?" <laughs> 
Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah, you do got to get it passed too. Because yeah. afterwards, when you yeah. put it down, you know, you have a ritual where you pat the weight, give like a, a uh, you know, a little bit of a bow, a little bit of a bow, yeah. pat the yeah. weight. And I was expecting, like, you did all that, like, very calm, cool, collected. I'm like, you just won the world championship in the craziest fucking Hail Mary pass I've ever seen. Like, that was, I've been commenting for a while now, a few years now, and I don't think I've ever seen a yeah. come from behind, out of nowhere, deadlift like that for the win. And that was insane. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's and, like, and it was, yeah. yeah, so, and afterwards, when you were on the podium, um, and obviously I'm watching, we hear the Canadian anthem. I seen like on you, you felt emotional and I was like, oh shit, this is, this is one of those moments because, um, I mean, not only, yeah. most, I'm the only one in the media team, the IPF media team that's even Canadian and everybody was like, I can't believe that. That was, that was crazy. That's the craziest shit we've seen. Everyone was talking about it for like the whole week. When we're talking about the craziest yeah. wins, it was unanimous that, that was the craziest win. It was the most, like, out of nowhere, come from behind victory. Um, so what were you feeling like when you're on that podium and you hear the Canadian National Anthem and it's replaying to you, holy smokes? Um, you know something? I was I didn't feel anything when I go on the I was just so emotional because uh, I I was just thinking that, oh, my God, finally, I, like, you know, I did it. Finally, I can say that I can say that. I made a history and uh, I can say that I'm a world champion because I've been cutting for this like title for like years, right? And, but after that, I was kind of disappointed going in with like my squad. I think that's why it makes me like, you know, like want more all the time because uh, I wanted more on my squad and I was so disappointed that I didn't get that third squad. Really? Because it's <laughs> so much better that you didn't because you had to yeah. pull for the win. It was like oh, no. it was so um, the way it unfolded. It couldn't be more dramatic. Like you were on the, I think you were on the front page of Reddit. I got people who were like at work who don't follow powerlifting at all, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, uh, what's up with this Canadian girl who's on like the front?" They're like talking to me about you, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. man, it was it was crazy." I'm telling them <laughs> like I was calling it, and like people who know nothing about powerlifting, all because. Um, the way it unfolded, it's like it was like a fucking movie, Maria. Like, yeah. If you were, if you were like had a wicked squat, and you were yeah. like in the lead the whole time, that's still good, but it's not as good. The fact that you were behind and had to like rally yourself behind from like insurmountable odds, and everybody thought, man, there's no way she's gonna pull this off. It makes it such a better that's story. That's true. Like it was so much yeah. more dramatic. Um, oh, yeah, I don't think Disney or anyone else gets scripted movies no. better. If you're gonna do powerlifting, that was perfect. You know, it, it was uh, it was the ultimate thing, and and Megan Scanlon, for her part, um, even though she came with a lot of pressure and she had like um, you know a lot of expectations put on her, she was like at back. She took it pretty good strides. Like she was all smiles, taking pictures. Um, did you talk to her afterwards? I did. Yes. Yeah, we say hi. Yeah. And because uh, she seemed, she took it in pretty good strides altogether. Now look at silver. This is the first world championships, silver medal. Two yeah. world three world records? She smashed a lot of world records. Two world records. Was it a total world yeah, record? Yeah, two world record. Okay. But that's, did she have the total world record before Maria, though? It's still be well, a that, total that's world a record. fair point, yeah. yeah. So she did smash three world records, you're right. Yeah. Because she, yes. she did have a world record before Maria decided to take it in the most yeah. dramatic fashion possible. Yeah. And then um, when you came yeah. home, what was the reception like when you came home? <laughs> was there a parade? <laughs> 
everyone asking me what does it feel like uh, to be a world champion. I was like, uh, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I don't feel none. I'm dead inside. Wait, you, yeah. you didn't? Is it? Is it? You know what? Eric Willis said the same thing when we when yeah. we had him on uh, last year, and he was Canada's first Open Classic Men's uh, World Champion. He, and we're like, what's it like, man? Like now that you're back, you're a World Champion. Like, what's it feel like? He's like, dude, the exact fucking same. I go to the grocery yeah. store, nobody gives a shit. He goes, I was. He, he said, uh, he goes, I would do a local competition to like spot and load, and. Um, I, like I'm thinking, I don't know. Maybe some people recognize I'm. I'm Canada's first world champion, and he's not and, exactly hard to recognize. He's not. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's he kind of stands he's, out. Yeah. And the announcer goes, hey, "And there's IPF world champion Eric Willis." And he said, "Like three people clapped, and and that was it." And he was like spotting and loading the rest of the day, and nobody gave a fuck. And he was like, he was like, it was humbling, man. He's like, it was, it was pretty humbling. But I don't know. Uh, like what? In terms of um, like friends, family. In local, did like media run with the story or anything like that? Uh, no, I haven't got anyone to reach out for yet, so we'll see. That's but uh, a damn shit. Um, That's insane to me. That's insane. One, to me. <laughs> one, uh, one of the things that I was really impressed with is my parents. They're like not, they don't. We got a bit of a pause here, Maria. The. Uh... Wi-Fi on us. Uh-oh. Okay, I think we lost you for a second there. Can you pick up where you said uh, your parents? Oh, yeah. My parents, like, they don't know much about the sport, so they, like, they have no interest in it. But um, uh, after every major competition I do, they, they were like, so are you done now? Are you going to, like, stop doing what you're doing because you're hurting yourself? Anyway, after this competition, I got an a email from my mom, and she was like, congratulations, we're so proud of your hard work, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, I'm going to cry now. Really? It's, do they just yeah. never, do they never say congratulations? No, no. It's like, they, they don't, we don't say that in our culture, right? Like, we don't show emotion. That's why you'll see me, like, sometimes people ask me, are you happy that you win? I'm like, hmm, you know, it's like... You don't show your emotion. Where are you originally from? I'm from uh, Thailand. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. No shit. And and yeah. how old were you when you left Thailand? Uh, 17. Oh, so you were there for a while. Yes. Yeah. And what was life like in Thailand? Because that's, that's the home of Thai boxing. Yes. <laughs> um, I think... Uh, one of the things that like make me mentally tough is like the way I was brought up, you know, we have to be like tough, independent and um, everything is not given to, to you. Like you have to work hard for everything. So a part of it, it make me a good lifter and a good competitor, I think. Yeah. And, and over there, I guess, so culturally speaking, you don't show... Um, like emotions or say like praise yeah no emotion you're happy you love me uh you're sad no you don't talk about it you just keep it inside holy oh. shit so your parents didn't say they loved you no never what <laughs> holy yeah. shit maria so my mom uh she worked with um uh she looked after older people like in home care and one of the older ladies, she probably was reading about me online or something like that. 
So she asked, uh, she asked her about me, and my mom was like, I don't know. Uh, and then the lady was like, did you say anything to her? Like, you have to say something to her. Like, what she did was amazing. No one ever done that before. And uh, my mom said, no, I said, good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job. You didn't What's just your... take out the trash or mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, it's not doing you your... fucking won the world championship. Good job, man. Good, good. Go get it. So she came she, uh, that's why she emailed me, I think. Because <laughs> the old lady gave her grief? Yeah, she the got old, lectured. I bet you the old lady was beside her when she was writing the email. She probably wrote it. The yeah. old lady was <laughs> writing it. She goes, I'm going to be a ghostwriter for this. I'm going to help yeah. you out. Good <laughs> shit. So when you found, did, she, yeah. did the email say, did the email leave off, love, mom? Nope. Just uh, congratulations. Damn. We're Baby. really proud of your hard working. <laughs> Baby steps, like that. Baby steps. All right, yeah. all right. Well, you know what? At least it leaves something for next year. If exactly. you go back to back, yes. repeat. She's like, you two know, times. yeah, two times. Uh-huh. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It means a little more. But yeah. uh, no kidding. And over in Thailand, was there any kind of weightlifting? Were you in sports back in Thailand? Uh, I used to do uh, tacky boxing. Shut when up. I was younger. Are you serious? Yeah. I was going to ask you, but I wasn't sure if that was stereotypical of me. Oh, so say. you. It's just against me that you stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's Italian, and I bring up every so, Italian stereotype possible. Yeah. You were a Thai so, kickboxer? How were you a Thai yeah. kickboxer? Don't you have really short legs and arms? Uh, well, really I used one. to be really small, like a hundred pound, and like everyone the same height, right? Oh, so yeah, it's true. easier. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So what, yeah. how much Thai kickboxing did you do? Just like training, or did you actually have matches? I uh, just tried to match it, but just like n- nothing like major. Yeah. My mom hated it too. Did she? Is yeah. It, how popular is Thai kickboxing over there? Very popular. People, everyone like, everyone do it. Like, really? Everyone. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah. No kidding, because I've seen like documentaries on um, kickboxing, and you start very young, right? Yes. Yeah. I was uh, probably, I don't remember, it's like uh, four or five when my dad uh, first took me to like boxing match. Holy shit. And um, he just threw me in there and he said, stop fighting. Like bare hand. What? What yeah. the shit? You were yeah. a bare knuckle boxer at five? Yeah. Holy fuck. Uh, have this- you ever heard of uh, Burmese boxing? So it's like, it's like Muay Thai, but... They don't use rap or anything. They just go bare knuckle hands. Fucking hell. This is yeah. like blood sport. Did I, you dip your hands in honey and glass? I wanted to ask the same thing. Like that's, <laughs> your, dad that's, goes, your dad goes, listen, I want you to dip your hands in honey and then glass, broken glass. <laughs> and then you go kick yeah. the shit out of that little yeah. bitch. And she's another five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I think she's got a bum shoulder. You, you play that. Jesus. So, okay, you were bare knuckle boxer at five. This, this, might, explain, yeah. this, this might explain the mental toughness aspect Marie, of... Yeah. Marie. So, you get beat. You don't sit there. You get up and fight back. Yeah, like, I guess. You never, like, you know, stop because someone beat you up. Oh, it's damn. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Marie, I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect the interview to go this direction. No. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I'm a little at, like, where do we go from here? Um, so how long was it um, that you were in, like, the Thai boxing life? Uh, about, like, I would say at least six, seven years. Oh, damn. So you could yeah. you, you could handle yourself. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's why. 
That's why when we were in uh, Sweden and, uh, um, you know, you heard about the Irish takeout attack. Yeah. And no one let me walk back to my hotel by myself. So I'm pretty sure yeah. I can handle myself. That's right. Yeah. So for yeah. anyone listening, yeah, the Irish team got jumped in the park, which is weird. It's Sweden. Yeah. They got jumped and roughed up badly, right? Yes. And, and they got pepper spray. Pepper spray, which is freaking crazy. Wow. People hang around, like, bring pepper spray with them to mug them. Yeah. But, um... And also in uh, Belarus wasn't the easiest place of world around either. But you were confident. Yeah. You were confident. You were gentle. Yeah. You were a gentle lady. You said, "Hey man, do you want me to walk you to your room? You all right? I'll walk you through. Walk you through a parking <laughs> lot. You okay? You like a little bodyguard?" But up. Uh, I'm so, fine. We'll go back there next year, so we'll see. That's right. So are you planning on going back yeah. again? What is your future goals? Because your mom was saying. Um, you know, after you win the Worlds, are you done? Are you in this, like, yeah. do you see yourself pushing and trying to push for a dynasty? Are you thinking 57 and kilo again, 63? What do you think is your future? Um, I think for now I'm definitely competing at 57 for a little while because I'm more comfortable in this way, you know, physically, mentally, and... Um, I feel better because uh, you know I have like less body fat, and it's it's make you like you know when you look good you feel good when you yeah. feel good you perform good right yeah yeah so yeah. it's all about that uh, look also <laughs> yeah look hey listen yeah so I, I'm planning to compete in uh, 57 at the Commonwealth Championship but since uh, there's other two girl uh, also apply for uh, 57. One sec here. Uh, did we lose her? Did yeah, we lose her? We may have lost her this time. It is trying to reconnect. Should we? Oh, yep. we're, we're back. back. We're back. Okay. Oh my God, I'm talking to myself again. No, no, you're talking <laughs> to yourself again, silly goose. You probably, you probably had a really good story too. I, but um, she comes I back. She's, just, she's teared up already. Yeah, like you come back. You go. My mom just texted me. She said she loved me. I was like, we missed it. We missed it. Um, so you're saying there's two girls who are already gonna go for the Commonwealth Games? Oh, is that right? Two, yeah. Yeah. So are you gonna be able to going in the Commonwealth Games after winning the World Championships? Would that be tough to like? When you had such a huge high like that to turn around and start training and going into another competition? Yeah, I'm used to doing that. Really? That doesn't... Okay. Because it'd be tough, like, in terms of... Because you're just on top of the world right now. You know what I mean? Like, motiva yeah. motivation-wise, is it the same? Oh, yes. I'm always, like, hungry for more. Really? Yeah. And See, for me, it's like... I want I want a better squad. Like I want to put in like what I trained for in a competition day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you're thinking you're staying 57 for a little while at, at least. Yes. Yeah. I'd like to compete at 57 at Commonwealth, but uh, there's another two girls that uh, uh, have the spot in 57. So I'm not sure if I'll get the spot at 57, but other ways. Um, you know, I'll just do 
whatever weight class. So, somebody's going to lose their medal. Yeah. So let them figure it out. <laughs> Either way, somebody's you, going home disappointed. That's at right. That's right. <laughs> You're going to fuck up somebody's day. So whatever. Um, I know what you mean in terms of going up a weight class. I've been up a weight class. Paul's been up a weight class. And you I'm, get... I'm up a weight class right now, I think. You, you, I know what you mean. Where you feel like... Um, soft. Like, do you feel soft? <laughs> like, dieting's not the funnest. But um, yeah. I know what you mean where, like, when you look better, feel better, you're a little more confident in yourself. And you're like... Because there's yes. more to life than powerlifting. Yeah. Like, hats off to people who are like, I want to... Like, some people gain a lot of weight or do whatever for powerlifting. Yeah. Cool. But there's, a, like, a lot more to life than just powerlifting. You know what I mean? In terms yes. of, like, your day-to-day. Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I don't think I would change too much like that. It's a little bit of vain, but still, you got to maintain, right? Plus, it's summertime. Oh, it paused again. And this isn't your Wi-Fi, right, Paul? No. You got a dope-ass apartment. I would assume you have killer Wi-Fi. Uh, well, we are sitting right next to it, and yeah. We're back. We're good. She's back. We're back again. Even if it was mine, I'm not taking blame for it. You can he- can you hear us, Maria? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So the plan is, is sticking to 57 uh, for the time being. Now, I heard, I'm pretty sure Megan Scanlon's moving up to 63, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we did a podcast, she was on it, and apparently it's a pretty tough cut. Um, is there other girls in the 57s that you keep your eye on that you think are probably going to be your next... Uh, rivals and battles that you'll have in the future? Um, the British girl, uh, Butter, she's, she oh, has yeah. a very strong squad and yeah, she's up there. She surprised me. She had a big coming yeah. out party there um, and she was like a little beast. I think, did she go nine for nine? I think she might. She had a really good day nonetheless. I think so, yes. Yeah. She paced together a good day and then Jen Milliken, is she... Yeah. I believe Jen's gone back to 57, so she would be... And then maybe we have a rematch with old Jen, yeah. Jen Milliken. Yes, that would be fun, yeah. Yeah, because she's good. Now, yeah. she actually had posted um, when we were in Sweden saying, if anybody ever had the opportunity to go to the Worlds and, um, and you didn't, she's like, always take it. She's like, I was all in that situation where it is what it is. I made the decision and I have to stick with it, but... There's nothing quite like being at the World Championships. And I've been to like yes. different competitions, but that, it is something special when you're at the World Championships. When you look around and you see all the people you only see on like social media or on the IPF stream or like, there's, you feel it. Like the, the it's, yes. is there anything like that you felt in terms of that can compare to the World Championships? You know something, uh, Arnold Classic is one of my favorite uh, to date competition, but it's so sad that we like we can't compete at the uh, American Arnold Classic anymore. So we, if we want to go, like as a Canadian, we have to go to uh, European or uh, Australia or really? South Africa. Yeah. So they won't but, let us. Uh, they just say we aren't allowed. Yeah. Yeah, they turned it into a. Uh... U.S. invite only this year, I believe, correct? Yeah, yeah. No shit. They took their toys mm-hmm. and won't play with yeah. us. I, <laughs> I am... So well, my mom always says Sherry's caring. Yeah, <laughs> right? Your mom would be behind this. I, I remember what, they took... They, they, you can't do... I work. was going to say, which is too bad, because they originally you could break world records there. Yeah. And now you're unable to. 
And then it's previously, really, Canadians were still allowed to compete there. And now which Canadians is no world are, records. Yeah. And now Canadians aren't allowed, or any other nation isn't allowed to compete there. It's invite only. I feel like that's somewhat hustling backwards and making the Arnolds less and less... It's making it... Yeah, it's it makes it a little bit of a... Uh, we're just talking, Maria. Um, you just came back in, but we're just talking about how... So I remember when the Arnold Classic, you could do world records. It was sanctioned by the FAF. You could break world records of the Arnold Classic. Then they yes. took they took that away, but it was still international. Like you saw Canadians, guys like Verzbecki from Poland, Brett Gibbs. You still have international people there. Now it's just Americans. Like I feel like it's like hustling backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't understand why, because it, it was a big, now it, you even have Americans like Russell Orhe and big name people being like, I'm just not even going to do it anymore. It's not even well, going Especially yeah. with the way that it's gone now in terms of the Grand Prix and the weight classes or the three days of competing or two days, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just not the same entertainment value that you used to get. Yeah. 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 How do you yeah. feel also about these IPF points? Are you one of the people who's getting screwed over? You know what? I don't really care about the points. I, uh, I, I identify myself as a Wilk. As what? With Wilks? That's your... your yes. You identify yourself with Wilks. I like it. I like how yeah. you choose the wording. Hey, you can identify yourself however you like now. You know what? Exactly. We actually had the guy, uh, Joe Markenstein, who... Um, or Mark, Mark Steiner. Steiner. Mark Steiner. Steiner. Joe Mark Steiner. I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Joe Mark Steiner on the podcast, and he created the the IPF uh, points formula. And he himself said, "Look, no matter how you do the formula, and the way he described it, it was it sounded like logic." And I'm not a stats guy, so it was um, Paul. After this is one of those podcasts. After the podcast was done, Paul had to pull me aside and explain to me what Joe was saying because I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" It's like a lot of stats, right? But um, it made sense. However, even Joe himself said. When you're trying to create a formula and there's all these different weight classes and you're using just data points, and almost no matter how you do it, somebody's going to be getting the raw. Yeah. Out. You know, it's it's the way it is. You will never make one formula that's going to be across the board. Now, yeah. I'm surprised you went with Wilkes, though, because if I'm not mistaken, you've got the highest IPF points in Canada. Do you? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and in, did, you, did you get a top three best lifter at the IPF Worlds? Yes. You did, oh shit! Well, that's not half bad. Yeah, that's really, no, it's not half bad. <laughs> that's not half bad. It's a, little, it's a little bit over not half bad, but <laughs> well, I would say you should identify as an it's, IPF <laughs> IPF formula. Well, I mean, as a as a, a Wilk, I'll be like five sixty two, sixty three, something like that. That's like that's crazy, Wilk. Would you right? would you have but won? as a point? It's like not. I can't remember how many points I have. Would you have been the best lifter if you if it was Wilkes? Yes. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Now it makes more sense to identif- so identify I, as Wilkes. Identify as Wilkes, please. You yeah. identify yourself as the best lifter of the 2019. Yeah. And seeing as it's Pride yeah. Weekend, you can identify as whatever you want. You did. Is it Pride exactly. Weekend? Exactly. No shit. I didn't even realize that. Okay, so, I'm going to make a post about that later. There you go. <laughs> just be like, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, Yeah. Well, I'm even su- I'm surprised you didn't know it was Pride Weekend. Oh, what the fuck does that mean? I mean yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maria, because yeah, like, fuck, I, all, I wanted to be there celebrating. I was all flirty with all those <laughs> junior junior boys at the Worlds. Um, but anyways, so moving right along. Yeah, but um, yeah. So in terms of uh, like I was saying with the IPF points, even he had said 
probably the main goal for anybody should be win your world, win like the world championships in your class or whatever, yeah. nationals or whatever. Because <clears throat> you will never have a formula where everybody's going to agree upon. I actually yeah. met him uh, and his wife at the IPF Worlds. I think they've won like like I don't know a shitload of IPF. They're like masters now. He's like, have you met Joe 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 Mark Steiner? Have you met Joe Mark Steiner, the guy who created the IPF points? I shit you not. He is like seven years old, and he goes, "So you're six pack?" And I'm, "Yeah, I'm six pack." He goes, "Yeah, check this out, my man." And he took my hand. This is gonna sound really weird after the situation we've talked about, but it makes sense. And put it on his stomach, and the guy had a fucking six pack through his shirt. I could feel it every ab, and it was uh, the dude is in phenomenal shape. But uh, anyways, he also came on to you. He also, also, <laughs> so then I took his hand yeah, oh, and yeah, I put it on oh, my okay. chest. We know where this is. And, you know, yeah, we started touching each other up a little, and he, he carries himself well. But uh, but anyways, the older gentlemen, they know what they're doing. He knows what he's doing. He sold me on it. But um, but anyways, I identified as a lot of things that week. So, are, are you back on us? We keep we, we're cutting nope. in and out on you, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm here. Okay, so did you have a chance to see much of the other divisions in terms of the world championships? Uh, what do you mean? Did you see any of the other like weight classes or any of the other s- sessions? Oh, uh, yes, I uh, I watched uh, seventy two, and um, I was watching fifty two, but I was watching it from my room, so um, I did because it was the day before I competed. Uh. And I was when uh, Marisa was squatting. I was so stressed out that I had to turn my, I have to mute you because I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I get a little dramatic but, with uh, it. I sell the drama for sure. She she came close, man. She was too. Oh, I know. Yeah, she was back to the wall about to bomb out. She went from yeah. she had another good comeback too. Went from almost bombing out to a silver medal overall, which is phenomenal. Yes. But she had a rough day. Yeah. Man, there was some, there was some, a couple people that came real close to Bombman who were like metal favorites. Yes. It was a little stressful. What did you think about the 72s? Because I thought it was an absolute phenomenal show. I thought Jessica Bittner did an amazing job. Um, Isabella Bong Weisenberg, for the hometown crowd, broke a squat world record, um, hit the podium, which is huge. Like the hometown crowd was all over. When we landed in Sweden and we're like taking a bus around, they had. 20-foot billboard on the side of a building yes. with Isabella von Weisenberg. They have yes. bus stops with Isabella von Weisenberg. That is absolutely bus stops. insane. It was, it was nuts, man. Um, and the, and so the maybe we'll see at the Commonwealth Championship if they will put them in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I want to see your mom's expression. Yeah. The expression <laughs> on your mom's face. She's like, oh, Lord. I can't believe it. Yeah, that'd be maybe amazing. She, well, maybe she will finally say that she loves me. I was going to say, it'll be yeah. whatever's above good job. Whatever's above good job, we're itching our way yeah. towards love you. We're getting close. <laughs> no shit, that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was um, whenever the Swedish people hit the platform, it was freaking oh, nuts. Yeah. And, and um, when I think even Kimberly missed like a couple of her squats and uh, was falling behind. And at one point for the 72s, I was like, holy shit. I don't yeah. know if Kimberly's going to win this. And the other girls had built like a big lead. Isabella's lead was huge. We all know Jessica Bittner's deadlift is huge. And then Kimberly did what Kimberly does. And when they loaded yeah. the bar for her, <clears throat> the impression I got, even though it was like a massive deadlift, it wouldn't have mattered what the weight was she was going to pull it. Yeah. Yes. 
It's true, yeah. And that's when she She's just like savage with the deadlift. Absolutely savage. And she looks yeah. absolutely angry when she pulls the last deadlift. Even yeah. two seconds yeah. later, she's happy. After that, mm-hmm. um, they asked me to say what the biggest moments for me for the world championships was. Obviously, yours was one of my top three. <laughs> I gave three. Actually, you know what? They, they said, give me two, and I gave them like four. So you were number one. But um, uh, I said Kimberly's. And then I also said, I think Kimberly Walford's last deadlift, because how many world titles she has, and she left for a year, came back, and had probably the deepest 72-class division we'd ever seen. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest divisions we'd ever seen, period. I thought that probably made Kimberly Walford the greatest powerlifter of all time. Men, For sure, men, yes. men or women's. In the IPF, in the IPF, classic. In the I, not the IPF equipped, let's keep it classic because it's easier. Yes. Men or women's, I think she's the GOAT. Oh, yes. Yeah. She's the GOAT, yeah. I don't think anyone's resume is better. For like what she had to go through, and then she came back stronger than ever. That's like, yeah, the greatest all time. Yeah. And... and not only is she just winning, like, and she's in her early 40s, beating girls in her early 20s, and been yeah. doing it forever, and um, it's the depth of competition. She just didn't have one girl to worry about. One through six were all killers, and she yeah. came back then. Um, so for me, I think probably the greatest of all time. What do you think about it? Is there somebody else? I mean, if we're talking about greatest of all time, men. Classic. Yeah, classic men, women. I mean, there's the three that you can make the choice for who else? Jen, who, who? Jen Thompson, Ray Williams, Kimberly Walford. Yeah. But I, I would have to side with you. I think it is Kim at this point. Because I, I love Jen Thompson. Yeah. She came back from a crazy injury. And again, yeah. uh, the 63-kilo class, it was in Calgary. It was insane. And her comeback was like a Disney story. Like came back in her at like 43, 44 an injury that should have yeah. ended her whole career comes back yeah. and it was the most stacked division and she wins it and is like, holy smokes, how did that even happen? So that's amazing. Yeah. Ray, the only thing against Ray would be um, his depth of competition isn't like what those ladies had to face. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think it matters with his depth of competition. Ray on, his, Ray on a day where he gets a squat in yeah. is still taking it. That's the only thing. I need to see you. Yeah. I need to see you in a dog fight against competition. The problem is I think he's so far ahead of everybody else that would possibly come into his competition that it doesn't yeah. matter. What did you Which think? you can't... What did you think when you saw the Ray Williams bomb out? Were you, were you there? Did you see it? I did, yeah. I was right next to like on the side watching me. Oh my God, it was so scared. It was like so sad and so scared and I feel so deep for him because I know exactly what that feel like. Yeah. Especially yeah. at World not local me it's not national it's a world champion it's so it was weird because like i've seen people bomb and like even at worlds and i've seen big name people you know but yeah that was freaking weird man like yeah. it was like everybody in the room was trying to will it to happen they yeah. like, didn't want it yeah. to they weren't going to accept it they're like nah, no this can't happen yeah no yeah and it was he, uh, he was just so tired, like the night before um, I saw him and he just looked so tired. I, I felt the same way when I got there the day. Um, I got there like around 12 uh, p.m., something like that. And my body was hurting so much from traveling. Yeah. I was thinking, I, mean, I was like, oh, my God, I came all the way and I felt like this. I don't think I'll do good. I was so stressed out that day. And I, I took a nap. 
I went down and eat. I came back up and I couldn't stay up. I was just exhausted. But then I tried to stay up until like 11 p.m. again and uh, have a good night's sleep. And the next day, try to stay up all day. So then the following day, the day before I could I felt good. Yeah, it, it takes. So I talk about this whenever I do commentary, just to let people know, because some people don't realize, right? Like, yeah, <clears throat> the international travel, when you're crossing um, the Atlantic, what that does to your body, just traveling itself. If there was no time zone change at all, if you're in the car for a, a yeah. long duration, it affects your body. And then the time zone change yes. will totally rattle the shit out of you. Like I was there well in advance and I like it took me a few days just to feel normal. Yeah. I think Ray got there yes. 36 hours before he's going to live. Which is definitely not even close to it. Which is insane. To get there 36 hours no. before is like no time at all. No. No. I don't care how strong uh, you are or how smart you think you can beat the uh, jet lag. You can't beat this jet lag. No. It's yeah. just kick your ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jet lag's and undefeated. Like, and especially if you don't travel very often. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And one another thing, they're like traveling in another like country for a competition, big competition, especially if you, even though if you're not cutting me, like the food different is does a lot. Like for me personally, one thing that I did wrong that I, if I know I before, like, you know, I could do differently is when I got there, because my body was already low, I don't have to worry about anything. I can eat everything, but I was like, I forgot that in Sweden, they don't have salt in their food. They don't salt in the food. They don't? So, no, the foods are not, no salt in there. Huh. So, the morning of the competition, I was waiting like 55 kilo, and I was like, how did that happen? But I realized that when I got there, everything I eat, I didn't put any salt in there. Because in, here in Canada, everything is salty. So, oh, hell yeah. you know, it, yeah. But um, it same thing happened when I went to Finland in 2000. 15, my body would drop like super low too. So now. Okay, you're back. Dude, that, 2015, yeah. You're, 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 2015, yeah, I went to uh, Finland and the same thing happened. My body would drop. So I know that now like, you know, if when I go to Europe, I need to make sure that I add salt in my food. But going to when we went to uh, Texas, it's a different story. The food is yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah, that was fine. You gain weight. You gotta yeah. be careful they don't gain weight. Yes. Um, when I was in when it was in Minx Belarus, I found it like buying anything with a label on it. Like you, you didn't know what the hell you were eating. Like you were like, I, I got, know what's the, what's the macros on this? What's the sodium on this? I got no idea. I when I, when I was in Sweden, I went into a shop. I was looking for electrolytes. And um, I, I was, I don't know where the, what the fucking kind of shop I was in, but I just walked in it. And I grabbed this thing and I was like, oh, this says electrolyte on it. Um, hang on one sec. I think we lost our again. Oh, damn it. Should we call it back? Give it a second. Let's see if it, uh. Let's give it a second. Poor Maria. I just, I just hope she's not talking to herself. Right okay, Maria, you here? Yeah, okay, I paused the story. So when I was in Sweden, I was in a shop, and this thing said electrolyte on it. 
Swear to God, it did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think this is what I want. So I go to a guy, I go, hey, man, um, are these electrolytes? Like, can I buy, should I have this if I'm dehydrated? And he read, he read the bottle for me. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa. I was like, what? He's like, oh, this will clean your pool, young man. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I would have killed myself. Damn it. Mr. Again. I should never know if I drank it or not. Yeah. This may seem crazy to me, but how many Belarusians have pools? No, this was actually in Sweden. Oh, okay. I was, uh, I'm flip-flopping oh, all over with my story. I was, I was wondering for a second. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you'd be surprised. Belarus is a hell of a lot more westernized than, than it used to be. There's like shops. There's for like sure, but it's just. But at the same time. It's not quite like the West I'm, yet. I was even more just thinking, even from like a climate standpoint. It's a lot like Canada. All right. It's a lot like Canada. Love, you're back again. Yeah, no, I keep getting in that. <laughs> yeah. Did you remember um, Belarus uh, breakfast room? They have like a cold fish wrap in like um, hot dog meat or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they had... They had a so juice disgusting. called. They had a juice called cock juice, and I was like, "What? Do you remember <laughs> that? You, you remember that? You drank it? I drank it and poured it over my face, Maria, like a whore. You would have been shocked. Look at Maria's face. Good. You would have been disgusted, Maria. I loved it. I drank. I was, that was the start of a weird journey for you. I was worried I was gonna piss hot for that. Uh, cock juice. I don't know what was in it. It, thank, thank it gave me fertility. Thank, thank God you it were gave, competing at that time. It's right. It gave me a oh, lot. Wait, of, you were. You were competing as an 83. It gave me a boost. I don't know. And I liked it. I, I liked it. it. I liked it. I'm looking forward in Canada. Felt virile. I felt virile. I felt. I, I shaved. Drank some cock juice. Had to shave again, Maria. That was the most erect he's been on the platform. Had to shave again, Maria. Most okay. uprightest squats <laughs> ever looked. That's right. I liked it. But uh, anyways. <laughs> Um, so something we always ask people that we have on here, Maria, and I know it's getting late there. We got We got to cut you off so that you can read your book and get ready for bed. Right? Yes. <laughs> but um, when you look back and your career's over, let's say you're like 65 years old, looking back, how do you want to be remembered? The grids of all time. Whoa! Shit! So she, <laughs> there we go. She wants to take Kim's throne. Kim, well, hey, man, right. it starts... It starts with the first Man, one. Man, I'm only 30, right? So you got, I'm yeah. way to go. Kim's in her early, early 40s. There's plenty of time, yeah. plenty of room. Well, listen, thank, exactly. you for, thank you for coming on. I would love to do this again. Uh, maybe next time we do it in person. Next time I see you in person, maybe we I'll break out the phone and we could do it so we don't even have to worry about Wi-Fi. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, definitely, yes. But listen, good luck with everything. Let's keep in touch. I'm sure we will. And um, I'll see you either at Nationals or Pro Worlds or whatever the hell. I'll definitely bump into you. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. See you later, Jim. Sure, yeah. Thanks, Maria. See ya. Thanks for coming on. Right. Thank you. The greatest of all time. Well, I mean, you know, 30 years old, the other girls that we were talking about, Jen Thompson, um, Kimberly Walford, they're in their 40s now, and the classic division didn't even open up until they were already in their 30s. Yeah. Now, obviously, man, this sport just keeps getting crazier and crazier, though. There's this killers coming out of nowhere. Like, Jen's, um, like Megan Scanlon, she just started a, a few years ago and was just smashing records. Yep. And, and when she was running through and took a world record squat, a world record bench, 
And I seen in her deadlift training leading into this, she had taken it to the 400s for reps. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I, I want to say a triple. I want to say it was a triple as well. And it was, I want to say it's 185 or something like that. It was around 407. For triple. Yeah. So that's why when we came down to deadlifts and she already built that lead, I was like, oh, Jesus. I would like to say as well, our fellow uh, almost co host, Matt Gary, called this. What did he say? He said that Maria, for some sort of weird, ironic sort of, given her history with the uh, deadlift, was going to pull for the win. Did he say she was going to get it? I, I mean, he said pull for the win, if I remember correctly. So That doesn't matter. Nah, people pull for the win, but they don't always but get it. He was his I want to check the tape. I believe something. she was his pick, so. Oh, really? Yeah. I know he said she would have the winning dead in her hands, and she'd be in a position to do it. Yeah. Some people are so flipping far back, it's not going to happen. Or if they do, it's not real. It's just a tug on it. But uh, watching it, I, I, I thought, fuck, man, Megan Scanlon's just building a, a historic. When I was on commentary, I was saying, this is an unprecedented historic <laughs> well, subtotal. When anybody gets world record squat, world record bench, and has already taken the world record total. Yeah, when got, her day's done. You, you gotta think that she's done She's done her work. Everything nobody's, nobody's coming back. And that's probably why Megan was like in the back. When Maria hit that last dead, she's probably, that's why she could handle it. Yeah. Like, you know what? I've done the most anyone's ever done in history until that young lady went out there and did what she did. I'm all right with that. Like, if, if you are gonna break history over top of what I just did, I'm okay with that. Because you, you know, yeah. I did everything I could. I've, I've, I've like, yeah, when you Megan, take- the two strongest 63 kilo ladies ever are Marie T and Megan Scanlon. The only one who's ever going to beat Megan Scanlon in the history of that division is Marie T on that day. So that's where Megan Scanlon can be like, hey, fuck it. Yeah, it's what it is. I beat everybody but her on that given day. And she, she just, like, man, miracles happen in sports. It was like a, it was one of those, holy shit, I can't believe this is happening moments. It's, it's, um, yeah. It, uh, uh, in terms of all the calls, every single session I call when I'm at the Worlds, you're, a world champion emerges. So to see someone be crowned a world champion, it's cool. But when you do it enough times and years go by, you're not going to remember all of them, which is kind of weird to say, but it's kind of true. You might be like, I, I, I remember that. So I mean, you remember saying it's, this? I remember that. But I say so much. It's like, you know, there's so many sessions, two weeks. You don't remember all of it. But there's a few that you'll never forget. I will never forget Marie T missing the second yeah. and coming up for her third. Now, Abby Silverberg said, this is the biggest powerlifting moment in Canadian history. What do you think? Ooh. And you can't that say is... something you did at a local meet, Paul, when you won best lifter of your session or something, okay? Fine. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty big moment. <laughs> the time that I decided to cut down to 74 kilos was pretty big. That's I right. Did, I did an Instagram announcement. That's right. That's like, right. Come on. That, that's true. That's true. That's no, true. I mean... Obviously, the only other argument you can make is Eric Willis taking yeah. the first men's open title last year. The only reason why Marie T, the win was so The win was so, yeah. Over the top dramatic. And Eric Willis. But Eric, hey, Eric doing it on home turf. That was special, but Eric did it on home turf. Dennis Cornelius wasn't there. And people would be like, well, Dennis isn't there this year, blah, blah. Marie T did something nobody's ever done in 63 kilo. Very true. Like, when you look at it, not, and, and Marie T had to beat the best. I, I was literally saying, when I was doing the commentary, Megan Scanlon 
right now is the greatest 63 kilo. Yeah, and I was seen. about I was about to say that Jen Milliken wasn't there, but as we already said, Meg Scanlon already had the world record. Total. Like, like for for sure, um, Jen Milliken next year can bring a whole nother package and upper game as well. But as it's told on that day. Both of those women were the two great 63 kilo we'd ever seen in their life. And nobody previously would have ever beaten them. And Maria T, to win, had to beat the other greatest we'd ever seen. That was the greatest performance we'd ever seen, what, Steph, what, what uh, Megan Scanlon did. And Maria T had the yep. best, the greatest performance we'd ever seen. That just makes it, for me, and, and not only she had the best, the greatest performance we'd ever seen coming out of Megan Scanlon, she had to do it after missing her second and coming out, increasing anyways on her third in the ultimate Hail Mary. I just can't. Eric Wilson's was sweet. You got some. That's true. I would say, I mean, for me, if we're just talking moment for moment, this, you can't script a story like this one. Yeah. But in terms of actual importance in Canadian powerlifting history. You'll always know the first. Exactly. Yeah. That's fair. That's the first guy to squat a thousand. First guy to whatever the shit. Yeah. And that's fair. Um, but yeah, when you're, when you're, if you're going to make a movie and script a movie, like you said, you need, when you're scripting it, like you need somebody you're going against that is so unbelievably good. That's, Oh, the greatest of all time. Yeah, You need your Drago. Yeah. Just saying. He's got to be unbelievably un- good. He's unbeatable. And, and they're the best that anyone's ever seen. And you still beat them anyways. That's what Megan Scanlon was. And that's why Megan Scanlon can leave that and be like, Hey, fuck it. I'm all right. I'm all right with what I did. I think everybody's pretty proud of what I did. Um, and I think they, if I'm not mistaken, she had lost on body weight? Or was it two and a half kilo? I forget who weighed heavier. I can't remember. So Off the top of my head. Uh, nonetheless, like it was a fucking tight race. Um, and it'll be very interesting to see when uh, Megan moves up to 63 and does battle not only at the national level with Sam Calhoun, but at the world level. Holy smokes. Look at some of the Europeans to who listen... Whom, by the way, we're talking about Sam Calhoun. Apparently, I owe her an apology. Should we do it now or at the beginning of the podcast? Up to you. Because we're going to record this. I don't want to spoil this for anyone. Record the intro afterwards. <laughs> if that spoils the magic for anyone. I was going to say, wow, wait. It just gave it away. If that spoils the magic for anyone. But, um, yeah. Anyways, let's leave it there. Because we're floating, it's been a, it's been over an hour now. But um, by all means, give this high ratings, put it in your Instagram shares, and because uh, obviously people like Maria T, they deserve to have a story told. For God's sake, the woman was a five year old bare knuckle boxer. She was a five year old bare knuckle boxer. Excuse me, a five year old <laughs> bare knuckle boxer. Who the fuck isn't writing an article on her when she comes home after winning the world championships? How does she not have a fucking article in she's St. John's, Newfoundland? Like, St. John's, Newfoundland has bigger stories than a five-year-old bare-knuckle boxer from Thailand won the world championship for Canada in the greatest come-from-behind victory we've seen in the sport. And she doesn't get a fucking article? They don't have... Listen to me. Hang on. I'm going to rant because I'm getting upset. They don't have an NHL team, NBA team, basketball team. What the fuck is going on in St. John's sports section that they can't write a goddamn article on a five-year-old bare-knuckle boxer that's who may or may not have killed another child? Listen, it's allegedly we're 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 bordering on implicating her parents for being arrested for child abuse. (laughs) So maybe maybe leave that out of the article because they're like, come again? What? 
Listen, it happened in Thailand. It's cultural. It could have been international waters. It's, 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 it's the movie's going to be phenomenal. It's, hey, look at listen, listen, listen. We're, we're selling the rights, by the way. Right you now. better believe if they make a fucking Disney movie about Maria T. That's the opening scene. She's a bigger knuckle <laughs> boxer in Thailand, beating the shit out of another little girl. Half to has, death. Has to flee the country. <laughs> half to death. Because it's fucking Because she was supposed to throw a fight at age six. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And gangsters, gangsters didn't. Yeah. Chopped off her brother's fucking fingers. Um, they left her brother behind. God bless. Hope he's doing well. Took her. With came his, to Canada. His with his stubby hands because he couldn't work. He's no use. They left. No. Got to Canada. It's a great story. Um, we'll, we'll pen it tonight. But anyway, we basically just did it. We basically just did. Yeah, we took creative liberties, but it's done. But how is that not an article? I don't know. What's going on, in St. John's, man? The fucking Raptors like one, but come on, man, that's not every single page. So, anyways, um, six pack lapidat, Paul Moran's end lifts. Until next time, peace.